Welcome, listeners. Today on the podcast, uh, my guests are two gorgeous trans women here to help me deconstruct trans escorting. These ladies are both based in Toronto and have the most incredible presences and personalities. It's very much a cursory skimming the top of the iceberg discussion, as there is so much more to discuss on this topic. If while listening to this episode, you felt you'd like to hear more discussion about something, please email the show. These ladies have said they'd be happy to come on the show again. I mean, this conversation could have easily been 50 conversations. I would just need to hear from you on what exactly you'd like to explore more. And this was my first recording with two guests, and I definitely had a hard time trying to figure out where to focus, where to elaborate and direct attention. It's a little all over the place, but I'm hoping it suffices as a nice introduction to this intersectionality of escorting. Uh, This episode specifically has a number of tiny little bitty audio glitches. Please don't mind them. Uh, It's totally my bad, but I'm not a professional audio technician. So I mean, I was bound to mess up on an episode at some point. It's just strike one for me. All right, let's dive into this week's conversation with the phenomenal Sue Mishka and Steffi Scarlett. There's a lot of people who are trying things that they've never tried before. Sex! Why do you think people don't see it as work? I don't know. I think there's just too much stigma. What do you mean we can't just go tell people? The vast uh, complexity of human sexuality. The escort. Deconstructed. I am so excited to have you both on the podcast today. I've been waiting to have a conversation like this for a long time. Uh, welcome, Steffi and Sue. Could you introduce yourselves a little bit? Thank you for having me, Sienna. Yeah, I'm Sue Mishka. Tell me about yourself. What do you like? Who are you? Who oh, are you? Well, who am I? I have no clue. <laughs> I have no clue. Every day is a new experience. Yeah. It's like, uh, well, I don't know. I'm um, just a very, just a burnt out fashionista. If you make a burnt out fashionista. Yeah, it's like I'm, I've seen the clothes you make and that is the opposite of burnt out. No thank offense. you. Thank you. But sometimes I have my days. But anyway, I just, I'm laid back. I'm goofy and... I'm a trans woman, a proud trans woman. A gorgeous, proud trans woman. Thank you. And how about you, Steffi? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Steffi Scarlett. Uh, I'm another trans woman, also uh, located here in Toronto. Um, I've been uh, doing this for a little while, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, I mean, just what are your likes, dislikes? What makes you happy in life? Well, you can find that all on my website. Oh, (laughs) good answer. (laughs) I've had to answer that a lot. No joke. We put a lot of time and effort into our bios and it should be it should be looked at in case you have any questions. Okay, well, how long have you been in this industry to date? So I've been doing this. um, I think it's three years, but my memory is also that of a lobotomized goldfish. So it might be four. I get that. Um, that. But it's been at least three that I've been doing this. Um, always been in Toronto, um, always, uh, been doing the same general things, um, which is, um, doing sex work of a couple different kinds, um, in-person full service, uh, online camming as well as, uh, shooting videos. So how did you start though? Did you start an agency or you started camming? How did that start? So I've always sort of been aware of like... Um, sex work in the industry. I'd known a couple people um, who had been in it and been curious about doing it, but was hesitant to start because I didn't have uh, a safe space to work from. Uh, I didn't want to work from my home because I didn't want strangers knowing where I lived. Mm. 
and I didn't feel comfortable going uh, to out calls because I didn't know who I was going to end up seeing. Even um, to hotels or just private residences? Yeah, just I just I was naive and I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't feel comfortable doing it. Um, Safety first, folks. <laughs> and so, um, but in meeting other people, um, uh, I had uh, my partner um, who like started uh, hearing about uh, Allegra. Um, so an agency. Yep. Um, and uh, through friends of friends, um, heard about it and then um, met with the owner. And uh, she basically just sort of wanted to see me done up instead of just sort of schlubby me meeting them. <laughs> oh, so she asked you to come back as you would if you were working? Yeah, just to kind of like, you know, done up kind of thing. Okay. Um, just just sort of to like see how things would be. Uh, and I like literally like showed up another day um, instead of just hanging out with my partner and the other people mm -hmm. um, done up. And she was like, oh, yeah, this will work. <laughs> did just she like immediately was just like yeah this will work oh that's <laughs> nice <laughs> did she like role play with you like how did you get a sense no, of what I think was, was gonna happen i think it was mostly just sort of um just sort of wanting to see and i think this um comes back to a lot of like trans sex work that there sort of seems to be like a a bare minimum level of like attractiveness and I mean, like, Sue that's is agreeing. She's nodding, yes. folks. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a problem, though. Yeah. I mean, I, th I think it's true of just like any sex work. Because I mean, you know, I everyone can rock it for everything, though. So I'm a little confused in that way. True. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. like, okay, so everyone can rock a good personality. But there is sort of like uh, a bare minimum that I think people kind of expect. There's and a, there's how, about a standard. You? how about you? There's how did you get started in the industry? I started. Um, at two, I think around 2008. 11 years ago? <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time, really. And but, but before that, I used to go to this nightclub called Good Handies. I'm sure mm -hmm. you've heard of that. I'm aware. Yeah. And they used to have this Thursday night is um, trans night. Oh. Oh. In, back in 2008, too? Okay. 2007. No way. Was that when it started? But it was just, you know, trans girls putting on a sh couple of, you know, shows they're dancing like on a, a barrel no no it's no. like a go-go dance kind of thing yeah like a stripper pole oh, okay. uh, there was a stripper pole which didn't work i fell down once but uh, <laughs> that's my nightmare yeah. by the way <laughs> but i was a good sport but um anyway so that was my introduction to the world of um escorting i had a few friends you went to the club once and then not once i used to I used to go there regularly. Okay. Yeah. And then how did the topic of sex work or escorting come up? <clears throat> well, that was the challenge. But I came in a different way. I didn't uh, really needed the money or anything that, well, maybe I did it. I mean, everybody Who needs, doesn't need everybody money. needs money. It was too bad relationship that I had. And because of that, I had to, um, I decided to, um, work as an escort talk to some girls uh, who are already in the industry and i just started as an independent i moved downtown i used to live at north york and just you know had an apartment and it's the same building i'm living still no way yeah you must same like one. it rent and controlled yeah it's not a rent control oh, so no. the rent is going up every year <laughs> but um 
Yeah. So that's how I came in because I said, you know, if you want this, uh, then I need something in return. I'm not just throughout my life, the first half of my life, it was all about uh, finding out who I am and yeah. how I can get there. Totally. But I didn't realize how people around me would react to it or like such as boyfriends. That is the scariest part. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like how men would react to me, you know, and I'm a human being. I need love like everything else. So when they would... Um, you know compliment you you feel giddy i'm like oh my god for the first time i'm making a compliment yeah Mm -hmm. and this is when i was transitioning by the way i was not oh so um, that all happened at the same time it's all it was all happening at the same time looking at you i just imagine just since forever you've been transit because you look beautiful i have done nothing (laughs) (laughs) yet but um anyway so it was because of the uh, bad relationship that i got into it Makes a lot of sense. It's out of a revenge, but once you are in, as they say, (laughs) it's hard to get out. Oh, so did you keep it to yourselves initially? Did you, you you said you had friends in the industry that told you about the industry, so you didn't have to keep it to yourself. I didn't keep it to myself, but I had other friends to my other professional works or something. I mean, this is professional work too, but uh, other um, school friends. I was going to the university at the time. So, um, didn't tell any of that? No. Yeah. No, it didn't. Uh, but I'm sure they had some ideas. I mean, yeah, people are dumb. They have an idea yeah, yeah. something's going on. Yeah. And how about, how about you, Steffi? Did you tell anyone initially? Well, because, because I heard about it because of my partner. Yeah. So uh, she's in the sex industry. Um, and so she knew about it, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I kept it. I kept it fairly close. I had already been in the um, kink community in Toronto for some number of years before I started Such doing a big community sex no work. One, no one knows about this, but it's enormous. And um, I felt a little more comfortable telling people in that community just because like sexuality and like atypical situations were already kind of a thing that I felt more comfortable telling those people. Um, I still keep it fairly close to my chest. Like I don't, a lot of my vanilla friends don't know, and uh, family my family know? doesn't know. Doesn't no. know. I have. Well, I, I have think very. If the question is risen. I have no problem telling them. But your family or your friends? Anybody, but I don't go out and introduce myself as an escort or as trans, for that matter. But you're kind of like looking for attention. If you're like, hey, by the way, I'm yeah, an escort. Uh, it's kind of like yeah. you're asking for attention despite just wanting to share your life. Exactly. But so when you are, you know, at, at a restaurant with a guy who is, you know, yeah, c- could the- be your father. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I mean, nothing needs to be said. Right. Agreed. So how did you find out what to do? No one was like a mentor of sorts. You just kind of learned by going on like your first booking or your first date and just figuring it out like how did you find out what to do or what it entailed okay you mean you mean uh, to do the escort or to actually be to in a booking yeah like how, how, to, how to how to properly conduct yourself kind of though because you are Honestly, leading the situation in a lot of ways like was, how did you find that out uh, well i started independent from day one okay when i very impressive escort. thank very you impressive. and it was a lot of trial and error process it was not it was <laughs> It was not easy. Um, it is not easy. It is a real work, people. It's a lot of work. You have to, but now I know that you have to study, you have to prep, you have to prep for 
the date. You have to study the client. How can you study the client when you get such minimal information? Oh, you can like tease it slowly out of them. Yeah, but I mean, not just sexually, but even when they walk in. I mean, you can just pick up lots of different things You're about basically them. improv actresses on the spot that yes. have to be okay yeah. with any kind of humor any kind of personality Anything. that walks through and yeah. be engaging in a positive sexy way like that if that's not a job what is yes and you know sometimes a client wants to talk then you have to talk you have to channel that energy if you don't even feel like talking that day about astrology if, for five hours yeah or philosophy for that matter <laughs> or if he's into just dirty talk or that sort of thing, you have to do you that too. You just got to be prepared for you anything. You got to be prepared for anything. You have to be sort of non-linear in a way and you just have to see the client and get his vibes. Because on the phone and the email and the texts, you it's can't tough. really tell. It's tough. So mm-hmm. once you have them at your place and then you just sort of study them and then you go from okay. there. But that's why I always say Go for two hours. Yeah. One hour is not oh, enough. Oh, it's not enough at all. And how did you learn, Steffi? How did you learn how to conduct yourself? How did you figure it out? So I think there was also, like Sue was saying, there's a lot of trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely know um, some of my visitors got extra time that they didn't pay for because I wasn't good about telling them to, like, you know, get the fuck out. Yeah, they got me a bottle of uh, vodka oh, and I'm down doomed. happens all yeah. the time. So... <laughs> I think it was half, or at least I got some advice uh, through my partner and through Nikki, um, but a lot of it because a lot of that advice isn't always exactly the same for trans workers. Mm. It was still a lot of figuring out for myself as I went along. Yeah, I think every client's got to be especially different for trans people yeah. though, because they don't even know what they want probably half the time. They don't know what they want and. Back, or their comfort levels. Back then when I started, they just thought it's a novelty item. Do you know what I mean? I, I, mean, I it's think just, people uh, still think of it like that. Yeah, it's honest. like a fast food. You just go and order <laughs> or something. But I like fast food. Yeah, but uh, it's just back then it was very different. But we can talk about that later on when we get into it. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, well, what stood out most <clears> about working in this industry that you never considered before being a sex worker? The vast uh, complexity of human sexuality. You didn't understand how complex No, I was before. too busy on, you know, trying to figure out who the hell am I? I mean, it's like, <laughs> what valid, am I doing? Valid, and, valid point. And then when I started doing that and it just, and I grew up in a very orthodox, you know, Catholic sort of uh, family. So there was not a lot of talk about sex. I mean, that is the next question. Tell me a little bit about your childhood. <clears throat> you don't have to say anything if you don't want to, but did you have religious parents or liberal parents? Uh, my or... parents were not re- liberal <laughs> for any means, but they were definitely religious, but they were good people. And without a shadow of doubt, I had a wonderful childhood. I mean, I have no problem when I tell them, when I told them that I'm, I'm trans, or when I told them, not now, but a long time ago. They always remembered I'm still their child, just in a different form. That is beautiful. They always remember that. And I'm very thankful for that. Though sometimes I would take a provocative picture, the low cut top, and my father will be like, Mm-mm, oh, I do a, not want to see that. That's a universal <laughs> one right there. I that's... do not want to see I don't think I don't think many parents want to see their children as anything no. beyond just yeah. these innocent, like... Well, it's not like I to- I sent my sister some of my photo shoot pictures. Yeah, yeah. Just for fun. It's your sister. Because I was drunk. But 
she showed to my parents. I'm like, oh, you idiot. No. I mean, God. oh, no, no, no. And how about you? What stood out the most to you, Steffi, about being a sex worker that you never really considered before being one? I, I think for me, it was like how naive I was at like how much was going on yeah. in the city this size. Like I was like, oh, sure. I'm sure there's like some escorting happening. And then I'm like, wait, how many agencies are there? Yeah. I, I was we just, just we talked about this. How, how many are there? Do cool. you think? Right I now? mean, like officially, I, who knows? Yeah, I, it's like I I continually hear about new ones and go, oh, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, um, but for us trans, we didn't have any. I mean, there was no agency that would hire us. Now wow. they do, but back then, no yeah, way. I, I have to be like one of the other reasons I'm very happy to be with Allegra is I don't know of any other agency any other, that would have like taking me on maybe if i and i've been exploring more like uh pro dominatrix mm -hmm. um maybe some of those would have considered it but i i don't think any traditional agency would have like even given me a second thought yeah there is a stigma too so now uh, that trans. you've seen the industry do you think if there were an agency that wanted to just be trans friendly on some level do you think that that would exist? Do you think there's enough clientele or enough of a market for that yet? I think so because, th you know, the market has gone... Bananas. Bananas, really. Bananas. I mean, there's... When I joined different platforms for trans specifically uh, back then, there were only a few pages and only a few girls, but now there are so many of them. Mm -hmm. Just like... Um, so every year, uh, Pornhub puts out a... Um, like a lot of graphs and a lot of information about... Oh, they do, yeah. Yeah, so at the end of the year, they kind of just sort of say like, this are all the search terms, this are how often things get searched. Mm -hmm. And I've been following it since I've been in the sex industry. And every year, trans has been going up and up, up and, and up. up. Yeah. More people mm -hmm. and like... Oh, that like, makes me really happy. Like she was saying, like a lot a of problem, times... Though. Like Sorry, these, ahead. Yeah, like now you go on a website and it'll be like, what do you want to see? Do you want to see men, women, or trans? It's like right there on the front page. Yeah. It's like it's not hidden away in like a little secret thing. It's like, nah, there's there's a lot of people who want to see femme people yeah. with dicks. Well, I think it all started <laughs> happening in 2011, you know, when, um, well, LGBT movement has always been around. Yeah. But the 2010, 2011, things started to shift. You have all, you know, um, Bruce Jenner transitioning to Caitlyn Jenner or other actresses. Uh, in television shows and medias and media just started to pick up in mainstream media and when they started talking about it it was okay for those men who always kept that hidden now do you honestly think caitlin jenner was part of a lot of the movement change um i mean she was somebody and then when she changed uh, you know whether what you think about her i don't really i don't know. i don't th i think very little of her but uh I think she's brave for doing it. That's about it. Uh, not when you're 70. I mean, you should have done it <laughs> long. She wasn't brave enough. <laughs> yeah, that's, but that's not an excuse. I mean, you know, I mean, look at us. I Maybe mean, we she didn't struggle. know before then, though. Like, I do mean, you know? No, no, she did. She was... But regardless of yeah. her personal journey, I, I agree that, like, it definitely feels like in the last 10 years. But I feel like a lot of that has come out of, like, the internet and how internet, open... Yeah. And how easy it is to connect with other people. Yeah. So these people who are interested in trans people who may have felt 
isolated before yeah. now had easier ways to connect with other people and share and be open and be like, oh, did you hear about her? She looks really great. Yeah. And like, here's a picture of her. Oh, what's her name? Finding her. And then it, it just, it snowballs at a certain point. Snowballed. It's just now we Snowballing. are allowed to talk to each other and we all find out, oh, we actually do all like this. Well, it's Someone just, just trends. There are a lot of to. other, you know, there are a lot of other uh, groups as well. Yeah. As yeah, you yeah. know, you know, there are agender and bigender and gender queer and gender fluid. Yeah. And I think it's so like, they all sort of came out and. Uh, they re- they poses the question to the society, like, what is gender? So the whole gender study started happening. And when you study gender itself, and whether it's biological or sociological, and then people are like, oh, well, you know, it's all bullshit anyway. So, so it's just, let's just... Seeking out a trans person in a way is like seeking out a gender savant more so than someone else. Is it a good place to start if you want to explore your gender fluidity? Um well, that you have to ask a client or... I mean, a, I could guy. potentially be a client. I yeah. know I'm an escort. Oh, well, hello. Like... Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I started seeing clients who would really want to date me. And like we bonded really well, but they would be scared. We would go to the dingy little restaurants at 9 o'clock, I 10 see, o'clock in I the see. evening. Mm-hmm. From that to now, I'm everywhere in the city. And I'm, they're taking me to opera. They're meeting, uh, introducing me to their families. I'm ah. looking, what? I'm like, please do not propose or anything. Don't it's do just that. too much. But, uh, <clears throat> or no prenup, if in that case. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's, it's started changing from 2011. And now we are at a point. But I still don't think any agency would have the guts to hire yeah, trans. I, I, I feel like we've we've gotten we've definitely gotten up the hill, but yeah. we definitely have not reached the reached the that. top of the hill yet. Yeah, so hopefully this podcast will make the whole difference. <clears throat> yeah, thankfully. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and to the point that we would be looked upon not just as a you know fast food novelty item kind of thing, but rather we have much more to offer because we are not just our gender. We are much more than our gender. I mean, I want to extrapolate that and say that it's yeah. the same for escorts in general, sure. but it is no doubt more so for you. So I wanted to ask both of you, do you have a preferred verbiage in regards to escorting? I hate labels personally in every <laughs> single way. Too. But if you had to pick because someone was going to write something to you or about mm. you, what would you pick? I think preferably for me, um, like so everyone uses words differently and everyone has different connotations attached to those words for me personally i'm happy to use um sex worker as kind of like a umbrella term yeah just like a mm-hmm. basic. especially for me because i do more than just escorting right um so i'm happy to do that but i mean like i guess like the only ones that i really don't feel too much like attachment to would be ones that were more derogatory like hooker whore like those kind of oh things are great if you want to like try and um but everyone's like, happy to make the hooker joke still you know yeah they do yeah now they know it's they offensive do. they're like but it's funny because i said hooker. or the other one that feels a little weird at this point now is prostitute also feels like a weird word for oh. me yeah it does isn't it yeah oh i read melissa Gira grant's book and she goes back to show to where the word prostitute came from and when it came out i think in the 16th century the word meant to put something up for sale that's what the word prostitute meant 
So like, I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's fine if you want to like recover those words and own them again. But for me personally, it's, it's, I think escort companion sex worker would be my like top three. For you too? I am an escort and I provide an individualized companionship without compromising my limitation. But having said that, you know, um, it varies from client to client. Absolutely. Yeah. So it depends on what client wants. Yeah, I mean, it, we're, we're, we're in the service industry. Yes, right? that's right. So we're providing a service. So if, you know, someone wants to use certain things, yeah. as long as it's not directly like aggravating me or like um, irritating me, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be flexible. Yeah, not meant to be inflammatory. Well, I mean, like at the same time, like it, context matters, but there's still certain things I would rather not be called. Regardless. Same, same. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not like, yeah. Like you can call me whatever you want, but do not expect anything from me afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, believe it or not, that was just the introduction. Now we're getting onto the actual episode of trans escorting. Oh, where's my wine? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm just wondering for listeners, could you just try to describe who classifies as a trans escort? Because I think a lot of us are just because confused because we really aren't sure where to start and we don't want to offend um who is a trans escort what does that mean um oh yeah you're asking me either of you i think it's like okay so okay, i think it used I to mean te- technical names first well a pre-op does it slap. have to mean pre-op yes most cases it doesn't but, have to be there's no i mean um, there are some handful of post-op trans women out there. Okay. But pre-op is, like you were s- saying earlier, like there is certain norms even within the trans group. Yeah, but I, I think I think <clears throat> if you're using... So it, it depends. Are you using trans as in transgender or using trans as in a more traditional just... Um, well, the like industry demands the word born female, right. which I don't like. I'm sure you agree with me. Right, I mean, but I've also I've term. also known um, trans men sex workers as well, yeah. female to male. Yeah, so okay. they would still be trans workers by the definition. True, but at this point, I think we should mention that the entire sex industry caters to men. You would hardly hear mainly to men. Yes, mainly to men. There are some male or trans men escorts out there but the it's all about men okay you mean men hiring yes okay women i don't know it's some weird psychology or something i don't know but there are some like stripping is fine there are a lot of male strip joints yeah but you rarely hear male escorts it's definitely more rare it's very rare but see even both of you not being able to agree on how to classify a trans escort shows how difficult, difficult it is. It is very difficult. And how mm. if I wanted to hire a trans escort myself just to have that experience and also meet a very cool person, how would I just decipher what their website means? I feel like there's a lot of keywords or hashtags or jargon specific to this that I don't understand. Like what, how can I figure that out what what does it mean it's even difficult for me to find what does that out ts mean i know PS that's a hash transsexual okay but that's not the same thing as transgender 
Uh, well, it depends look, on who you ask. That's right. It depends so, on who you ask. All this no, uh, <laughs> earlier, you, sorry, you go ahead. I think you were. Talking. I mean, like, um, like there's there's so many terms, and they've been around for a while. But like Sue was saying, in the like, um, you know, in, in this millennium, mm-hmm. a lot of people are trying to figure out what all of those terms mean and they're exploring things that they've never done before and we're only just just starting to figure out what those words could mean mm-hmm. like there's if you look up dictionary definitions of these things you'd still get people who would argue with the dictionary uh, which is urban dictionary by you the way i feel <laughs> that i would argue with merriam webster a little bit sometimes yeah I mean, there there Who are Merriam-Webster, the dictionary. Oh, like the Webster's dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and there are actual I like it was a person. <laughs> it might have been. But there's yeah, like it's uh, Merriam and Oxford will go every year and try and actually update to try and be relevant with stuff. But you know, it's it's hard to keep up with everything because everything's changing yeah. so fast. And it's so individualized. You know, people come up with their own. Uh, name or okay. title so mm-hmm. now we're living in the ideal mm-hmm. world and you classify yourself as a trans escort and you want someone to have to ask you specifically how you identify how would we label this we would put hashtag ask me uh, maybe something like that I, well i think what I would think, be the best way i think the thing is you you've found that person you want to hire them you've obviously found them somewhere mm-hmm. so usually wherever you find them regardless of where it is, they will probably have a chance to have at least written something about themselves. Right. And in that, they will probably also identify themselves. True. So just go with whatever they've said about themselves mm-hmm. is probably a also safe like bet. Read all the hard work people well, put into the their guys bio. don't read. They I, don't. I mean, a lot of clients do not read. That's they'll, the they'll literally just skim to whatever yeah. way to contact so you, you, whether it's me email what, or would text. I, like, but what I will tell you what happens to me in general, like in public, especially like when I'm at an orgy or a meet and greet sort mm-hmm. of party. And there are a lot of clients and they come up to you and talk to you and this and that. And at some point I do mention that I am a male to female pre-op transgender woman. That's a great way of defining it, actually. That just sits right there because that's has everything you need to know. Now it's up to you. And yeah, c'est la vie. Okay, no, I like that, though, actually. It's very clear. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, straightforward, so I just tell them. Well, in an age and topic on which I am very confused, I find that very useful. And what do you tend to do if you're in, like, a group scenario and someone wants to know what your orientation is? Do you feel comfortable telling them? Do you have a go-to? Um, I usually say that uh, I'm a trans woman who's um not don't uh, trying to think about it because yeah even even just asking me right now to try and define it i I don't have like a canned answer i i usually try and it depends on who's asking me and what level of knowledge i think they have kind of maybe acceptance too yeah but like um like she was saying, like you never know who's coming in through the door, mm. so you kind of just sort of mold yourself to fit that. It's I find it the same way when I'm trying to like discuss myself. Yeah. So like if I'm talking to someone who's taken like gender studies, I could use different language than if, if I'm talking. I'm yeah, than if that. I'm talking to like construction worker Bob. <laughs> like right. So eh, it depends on who I'm talking to. True. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I don't ever have to describe myself which isn't fair but i would say i'm 
a more masculine female that just happens to look feminine please oh no but mulan was my favorite (laughs) disney movie growing up that says it all i uh so i guess i guess for me to to just cap it off i would i'm i usually say i'm a um pansexual meaning i am open to any gender as Mm -hmm. far as like having partners Mm -hmm. uh trans women so um who but that's is not happy? Your sexual orientation—that's just no. Gender. That's who I am. I'm doing the full okay. The full calculation. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> who is happy uh, with the genitals that she was born with, and happy to use them on and with people? Um, and uh, I'll let you know if I'm into you. <laughs> that is a that's great a very good, way of great answer. Hand. Yeah. So, um, when you're meeting new clients, whether it be at a social event like this or online. Are there any questions that you would consider off limits or not appropriate to ask someone if they are genuine inquiries? Are they allowed to ask the weird specific questions because they are just trying to figure it out more themselves? I think I just follow my intuition. But you're okay answering any question? Or is there something you should not ask someone because it's none of their business type of thing? But see, because I started at a search of different time, when people literally treat you like shit. Part of my language, but... No, we um, still get <clears throat> trolled daily, all of us. Exactly. So I don't care about people's choice of words, really. So you can ask me anything you want, but I don't it have to answer it. It depends on the it. tone? I don't have to answer it. It depends on the tone okay. or the settings. If it's a... Uh, it depends on the individual, really. I mean, if he's really wants to know then I could help him to understand it. But if he just doesn't care and he just thinks he's entitled to an answer, then I am, it's not, it's outside my job description to do it. I mean, just your humanity, really, not even job description. Yeah. (laughs) So I I just follow my intuition and I don't talk about my services or about myself if I don't have to. Um, Just, yeah. And you, are there any questions off limits, you think, when someone's genuinely trying to just ask if you are a good fit i guess for me it's just like um i i don't like if someone is like so if a, if a client is seeing me um in like an escorting situation i don't necessarily want really probing personal questions um just like you know like i'll open up to you the amount that i feel comfortable with i don't i don't like it when people try and like you know essentially like pretty woman me where they're like oh what are you gonna do when you finish this or like yeah. god i hate that so <clears throat> much yeah that, yeah they think we're dems and distress and all that yeah stuff. That, that like the savior complex is real yeah yeah so like those are the kind of things that i sort of, just sort of kind of like get uh, squicked out by um but yeah i guess i guess like sue answered it very eloquently that like yeah i would probably like it would depend on who's asking and how they're asking it would and then how comfortable i feel answering it part of me wants to ask if this is sex work related because i imagine just being trans in your day-to-day life people are trying to ask you the same kind of questions it has nothing to do with you being a sex worker they don't know you're a sex worker but they want to know yeah so is it more acceptable 
in any scenario or you should just never be really asking people about their sexuality but what if they're curious because maybe they want to come out as something else like what is the appropriate way of kind of diving into this well outside well within the industry you can ask me anything you want because you know i'm out there and you have i mean if you have a question you can ask and i will answer it if i can but outside the industry, like you just said, like friends or other colleagues. Or even or if you met someone at a somebody, bar yeah. and they're like, and you they look know. fabulous. Yeah. I kind of want to be like you. Can you tell me? Is that appropriate or is that inappropriate, do you think? No, I think that's appropriate. Well, but sometimes somebody would just, I know for a fact they know I'm trans. Mm-hmm. Like because they're a little hush-hush or whatever. And they come up to me and they say, oh, you look so beautiful. And. If they're making fun of you, that's a difference. No, but then I said, finish the sentence. Like, you mm. know, uh, you look so beautiful for a man. Do you know what I mean? Because oh. that's what she really means. Because yeah. the, the tone she would choose to say it, she could have been, you know, intoxicated or yeah. whatever. Like, but even your example question, like, you, I would say it's how it's framed. Because if you come up to me and say, I feel this way, I have an experience I'm trying to share with you, that's yeah. very different than... Like, oh, tell me about this thing. Tell me about it. And the the question I think I hate the most is when somebody would know you're trans and they would just ask almost in- instantaneously, do you still have it? Okay. Or when so, are you going to get rid of it? When are you going to get rid of it? I you, hate that question. Do you know question. what that reminds me of? Because is... and back in the days, I would choose a very two words which is very harsh words yeah. like, you know, fuck off. Uh, but uh, <laughs> nowadays I just say, what I have underneath my panty is none of your business. I think that's because I've been in the industry for such a long time that I have, have I think, grown a thick skin. Oh, absolutely. You so must. You must. You can, I mean, nothing shocks me anymore. <laughs> nothing bothers me. And if I don't like something, I just tell them, just, you know, you back know, off. Just hearing this right now, I think the right way to ask someone a question about their sexuality, the only way you can is if you're also going to offer up some kind of vulnerability. If you offer up something that is a vulnerable piece of you, you are allowed to ask someone else. And it might not be well received, but that is the only way that you can show that you feel like you're equals and you're actually asking something real. And it's a very personal matter. Yeah. So uh, you have to actually, you know, spend some time with the individual to get to know her or him or, I mean, anybody really. And then... You just bring up the question. But Ideally you, you, in a very polite In a manner. polite way. But when people just assume I'm a trans and I would just sort of tell my whole biology to them. No, sort of. It's got to feel yeah. invasive. I mean, I mean, I think your idea about like finish the sentence is very important. Because like, yeah. it's it's like, I'm asking this question and then I'd be like, why? So yeah. if you, you say, I'm asking this question because that's very different. Because that gives me context and lets me know... You're asking it because you're interested yeah. or like for whatever reason, right? Like if you're like, oh, I've, I'm asking because I want to say the right thing. That's a good answer. Like that's something I would be much more comfortable answering. Mm. But if you're saying it's that. It's a tone. Do you, do you see that? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. in a club or somewhere, it's always that tone. You can tell who is, has the right intention and who doesn't. This is amazing. Like I've never thought about this. Sorry but this makes all no, the no, difference. Yeah. Um, so I imagine you've seen a number of clients that have never had an experience with a transgender person before. Um, what happens 
or has it ever happened that a client has kind of changed their mind or decided they're not comfortable anymore with the situation? How have you kind of dealt with that? Or if someone is thinking right now about seeing a transgender person and they're worried that they might have to follow through or do something they're not comfortable with, what has happened in the past if someone has kind of changed their mind or gotten uncomfortable? Well, it... Okay, I'm now going to brag, but never happened to me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> never happened to me. That's I mean, great. My, I mean, you mean never happened to you in person. I'm sure you've never had many to me inquiries that haven't gone anywhere. That's right. But they would call and they would not show up. There's a lot of oh, no-shows, sure. sure, as you know. Sure. And that's, I think, universal. That could be for any number of reasons. But I'm but sure some of them might universal be. universal to any other yeah. you know, cisgender escorts oh, yeah. as well. Oh, but yeah. uh, when they come in... I, Sorry, I, maybe I understood because there were so many questions. No, you're right. I understood. This is exactly no, no, but yeah, you're you're right. Um, so when they walk in, they never change their mind for really? certain reason. But sometimes, very few times, I have to ask them to leave because their behavior were um, not appropriate. But how is it not appropriate? Well, you know, it's uh, you know, just they're trying to push too many boundaries. push too many boundaries, or they just go too. Um, aggressive Treating right off the back like an object. i have a lot of patience but sometimes there's a limit to it i think you know as a libra i would agree there is a lot uh, of patience yeah, yeah. Hey. um hail to the libras but um yeah there are, there are certain times i would um not put up with that so i would just ask him to leave but no it never happened to me but the problem is you know a lot of the men who goes for trans women as an escorts there is a virtual world and then there's a physical world. So if the client is really interested, what I really do is to help them to transition from the virtual world to the physical world. Same thing with online dating. It's all virtual. People put yeah. up their good things, not the bad ones. So you ones. just try to prepare them a little prepare bit? Prepare them a little bit that, you know, I call it the three R's. Okay. Respectability, uh, responsibility, and reasonable okay okay you have they have to have reasonable expectation there's a sense of respect you have to respect my time and what i ask for or what i do not ask for and uh, just you know be yourself and it's very tricky yeah, that sounds I think, like a good way to deal with it have sorry, you experienced yeah. this so I, I think that's true mm. that, that there's definitely a, a split between fantasy and reality yeah and i think a lot of people have a fantasy when they're confronted with the reality, it shocks them. It, it shocks them, and they go, "Oh, wait, this is real now." This is real. And um, I've actually had one time, yeah, um, where I had a lovely gentleman come in, um, and he wanted to do things with me, and he kind of like got undressed, and we got like cuddly, and then he kind of went, "Nope, no, I'm sorry, I'm. This is more than what I was like ready for," and. Uh, he got up, got dressed. I was very, like, understanding. I was like, that's perfectly understandable. Mm. And it, it, he just sort of, like, got dressed and left. And I was like, that's perfectly fine. I would have also been comfortable um, because we had only just started. I, I don't think I would have done, like, full refund, but I would have been like, you didn't get the full experience, I understand. Yeah. But he didn't even ask. He just, because... He just left. He just left. It was very nice of him. Yeah, and I, I was very, like, 
of a bad experience. It's yeah. probably the best possible bad experience I could yeah, ever I have. Mean, I'm shocked because the experiences I've had are that's that those are your worst experiences. I mean, um, Mm-hmm. well that's short, different oh, questions okay okay yeah. we're just talking about comfort levels comfort well you said choices. about about someone deciding that they right. wanted to leave right okay so what is dealing with other people's sexuality like this though that are trying it for the first time is it crazy i wouldn't say it's crazy i mean like even just in like i imagine um like cis escorting there's a lot of people who are trying things that they've never tried before or they're doing something and it feels risque and so it's just sort of being calm and open and accepting yeah and sort of being like no like this is great you want to do this is this is why i'm here Mm. we're gonna have a fantastic time Mm -hmm. and you know you you're free to say whatever you like you know i'm not your girlfriend i'm not going to judge you there's there's no after if you don't want there to be an after you're just here and we're spending this time together and I want it to be as enjoyable as you want it to be. Yeah. But how many men would, I mean, listen to it? That's the thing because, you know, I think I agree with her and what happens, you know, those men, they watch a lot of female porn. Sorry for that language, but, um, and they have this weird fantasy world that they create. I don't think I've ever watched female porn. But, like, I, but they even watch some of the cis uh, Yes, yeah, uh, like just like yeah, cisgender women and their porns as well. But um, they have all sorts of expectations. There's a whole virtual world. I'm sure you've heard of the term called porn addiction. Some men cannot. Um, no, I don't think I know anyone that's addicted <laughs> to porn. No, never met a guy that it's couldn't get It's usually for men. Um, they have hard time reaching climax in person. The only way we they can do that, they can do things with you, but at the end, they have to do a hand job well we're we're humans and we're creatures of habits <laughs> exactly. right it's so if, because your if brain you, wires itself yeah you you condition yourself to something if right you just took that away though i think just the sexuality and sexiness of a person in front of you would put you over the edge no uh, no because don't no. think so no i don't do that but what i will tell you i prov- i used to provide pse the porn star yeah thing or whatever now it's all girlfriend experience now I sort of bring them down. That was fantasy. That's all very nice and, you know, thing. Yeah. Now let me bring it to the reality, like what the reality is. And it's very different. Would you, pre- you prefer mm-hmm. the girlfriend experience? Yeah, of course, because uh, that's me. That's just I'm sure you? somebody else would have different opinions. Do you but prefer the girlfriend experience as well? Yes, although, uh, like, I think everyone has, like, different expectations sure. as well. Yeah. So, like, I think what most people are trying to avoid when they say they don't want to do PSC is they don't want someone who is going to objectify them and ignore their boundaries, like, boundaries, the boundaries and just basic things like the idea of that, like, Oh, you do sex work. That means I can go full thrust as hard as I want, as long as I want right away with no yeah, warm up. I that's agree with you. Scary. It's like, you're absolutely no, right. I'm, I'm a human being. Exactly. I'm soft and squishy. Like it'll take me a while I to mean, get there. It can happen to you to like rough me up. But a I bit, should mention what she just said. I agree with her. Yeah. It can happen to a cis escort too. Mm-hmm. But for, because you're trans, it could go all sorts of dif- different directions. And back in the days, I mean, I mean, I should just shout out to all the trans women who was no longer with us because they used to escort. Mm. And um, they had um, told me stories. Because you're trans and you have no rights or you're just 
whatever, because that kind of view people have, some men do, it can go wrong way. So I stopped doing PSE altogether, unless I know the client for a long time, and we are at an orgy or a duo session, then we can be really kinky and doing all sorts of things. But otherwise, it's a girlfriend experience strictly. Because it's just, like you just mentioned, it's, it's just so much. I mean, because I don't know their fantasy and I don't know what they would do to me. And mm-hmm. I, I usually like, even just like um, when someone comes to see me, I try and do, I can. Not like you said, not everyone is comfortable talking, yeah. but I make an attempt and I try and go, what are you expecting to happen? What would you like to do? You know, I I, I, discuss that like in the emails beforehand. There's not a whole lot of back and forth. No. It's, it's usually, f- at least for me, it's, you know, a lot of the times it'll be like, hey, baby. And then I have to like tease out the fact that they want to see me yeah. when I they s- want to see me. Sorry, go ahead. Like how long they want to see me for. Like it's, it's, they're, they're there, they're horny. They want to have sex the second that they message they you. Message you, yes. And it's like, okay, but hold on. Logistically, <laughs> that's just not going to work. work. So like it's, that's why I say like it, I usually won't have time. And the thing is, if you start talking about those things in the emails or the text or the phone call, mm-hmm. if you start getting into too much detail, they're probably just going to like they're gonna lose the touch charm. themselves and then be like, oh, oh, no, right, I don't yeah. feel no, horny gonna, anymore. <laughs> they're going to lose the charm because, you know, uh, I have seen that, you know, when you when you really talk sort of some of the technical stuff that you have to talk mm-hmm. in order to avoid because I always try to take care of the business first yeah so that you don't have to worry about Focus it on later enjoyment. on yeah exactly but they when they're texting or emailing texting by the way is no allowed so I you, don't reply what do you think texting is the proper etiquette <clears throat> then when contacting a trans escort like if you want to have the GFE or PSE what do you think is the proper proper etiquette Read what they have written, exactly, but to and ask do it a that question, way. Yeah. with sincerity and integrity. It, do you dance around it a little bit? Because it might sound offensive. To Everyone's going to be a little bit different. Because even True. just Sue was saying, yeah. I don't do texts. Yeah. I prefer text. Okay. So, like everyone, like like I said, I'm a I'm a millennial. Just read uh, the fucking website. Oh, yeah. so, I'm not a so, millennial. So, so for me, so for me, like phone calls, I would I would rather I would rather text mm. back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then um, for me, a phone call is a way for me to help figure out if I'm feeling unsure about someone. Mm-hmm. Like most of the time you can tell from tone whether or not they're someone who's going to follow through. And if I'm unsure, then I'm like, let's have a phone call. And then I can definitely exactly. tell. Yeah. I would say like, you know, it's same as contacting a cisgender escort as well because it's it doesn't really make a lot it's of difference so we're all yeah. just human beings exactly and uh, just a semi-formal uh, introduction is yeah. desirable yeah and with the always sense of, normal yeah and with a sense of integrity and sincerity because if the client is just asking strange things like you know hey what's up you know or, or something like that i'm like oh my god i literally it's, it's got an email the other day it said how much and nothing yeah. else and i was like is borat trying to book me right now like i <laughs> died laughing okay so yeah that's uh, proper etiquette is proper etiquette just be a normal but, human being yeah. so do you you think that people fetishize trans escorts more than cisgendered escorts a hundred percent yes <laughs> they do 
because I know both of you when we were talking earlier talked yeah. about how you think you get different bookings because yeah. like I am cisgendered woman and I am young I guess and relatively attractive people well, we want are young too right <laughs> <laughs> I just mean I like tick all the basic boxes of what the normal young escort would look like and I get three four hour bookings overnight bookings you think that people fetishize you so they're not looking for that same kind of experience well they think because we are not cis um, and we are trans they don't have to they don't really have to be nice to us as much as they would do to they don't, have to be, they don't have to be nice to you? Nice to us. That's that's the kind of thing I is that what you always say? used to get. Not anymore. But they think anything is allowed. There's this strange notion. And I have to say this. This is also because of tr- some other fellow trans escorts as well. Because the way they portray themselves that I sometimes don't agree with. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> it's too much uh, out there. And uh, people, when I walk down the street, you would not know, or maybe perhaps know, I'm not sure, but you can only tell the one that stands out. And then automatically you think that's how all trans women are, right? Mm-hmm. And But we are not. There, I know so many trans women that I had no idea that they were trans. And there were escorts, too. And, uh, and I was just so happy to meet them. So the point is... Um, do you think you get different bookings than cisgendered escorts? Well, okay. I mean, so for me, I think it's I think it's two things. One is because a lot of people's experience with trans people, because you said because a lot of them they wouldn't even know them if they met them on the street. Exactly. So their experience is porn, and when your only experience is porn, you assume porn is the norm. Like that, that's that everyone that you meet who's trans is just like the people you see in porn. porn. And on the one hand, we're here and we're a service industry. So the other thing is, do you, because that's people's expectation, do you market yourself for that expectation? Mm -hmm. Or do you, do you buck the trend essentially? So it's a tricky situation. If you market yourself how people expect you to be, it's easier to get clients, exactly. but then you're perpetuating that stereotype. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a balancing act. Do you do you want to be that fantasy, or and like try and get work that way, or do you want to be your own person mm-hmm. and build your following from that? Yeah. So it's it's a tricky situation. I I, do, I don't blame anyone for doing one or the other. No, I, I, I don't blame either, but it's just sometimes it's harder because when I started out, there was this crazy notion that if you're a trans escort, you must have this specific surgeries. Okay. Um, there are lots of different... We talked mm, about that. Yeah. yeah, like if you don't have a boob job, then you don't count. You don't count. And then the sad part is there are a lot of forums Then people, specifically me, and there were a couple of others who didn't want plastic surgery really that I say, oh they are they are not really trans they are just cross-dressers and i'm like how dare you say that i mean yeah it's there's just, uh, there's you're always sort of fighting the stereotype but this is coming from a fellow trans 
escort. But I would love, I always said that to them that, you know, there's enough room to grow and there's plenty of fish for all of us. So you don't, nobody needs to be catty. Nobody needs to be anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed to ask this either. Okay. I never know if I'm allowed to ask something. But <laughs> well, as you said, you can ask. We, we just may not answer. Right yeah. Or we'll answer it differently. <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's because I genuinely care, want to know, and it intrigues me. Does being trans in your personal life relate to your work life? Do you put up a different appearance? Am I allowed to ask that? Not for me. Not this for is you. all you see. I'm always dolled up. You're always the same person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. I think I think for me, uh, Steffi Scarlet is me, but it's a more exaggerated version of me. So like it's the diva done up version of you. Yeah, like I'll put on a nicer dress or a nicer makeup. Yeah. Um, well, do you wear the collar all the time? Well, I was gonna ask you that too. Actually, but, <laughs> but that actually that actually relates back. By the way, to, I love it. Um, I'm gonna pull to it talking about point. surgeries <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. I've um, I have a pronounced Adam's apple, at least in my mind. Uh, well, hello, join the club. Yeah. So for me, the collar or wearing a necklace or a choker or something yeah. helps uh, take away or like yeah. hide it a little bit. Yeah. Like I'm not going to oh. go on the full like, um, Can Ru- I tell like you? Rudy, like a, scarf yeah. look, no, but like, good. can I tell you as a woman though, that yeah. I, I can't say I've ever noticed a man's Adam's apple. I don't know if other men notice it more, but, but I legitimately men who are into of, trans women do. Yeah, they're okay. they're looking for things. I they're have, trying I can't to say not even once have I the term is no. clock you. They're trying. They're, they're trying you. to see, oh. are you trans? Yeah. So they're they're looking for. They're like, oh, how feminine is she? Like, there's a score. Like, you're gonna there's get a, a test, yeah. and like they want the hundred percent score. Do you remember that I, out of the three R's I mentioned, reasonability? Like, you have to be have a reasonable expectation they have this fantasy that she would be all beautiful like a victoria's secret supermodel on the outside and then bam she's gonna turn around and she's gonna fuck you like a stud and again i'm sorry it doesn't work that way it's the universal just expectations and it's it's the same with like not all clients i should say this though because there are many exceptions and i usually stick with those exceptions Mm -hmm. you it's it's the same i've worked I've worked many jobs and it's the same with this one. You treat me nicely. I am more than happy to treat you nicely. You like, you know, not say abuse, but like you treat me as just a commodity. Mm. That's all you're going to get. Yeah. Right. And, um, I think with like, again, going back to the, this idea that like people's, um, they learn about trans people through porn. Mm. Again, porn stars on the whole, are very attractive people. And yeah. so if you assume every trans person is as beautiful as a trans porn star, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, but like, you know, I mean, again, but not you have been in a, um, on a porn set, so you know how it's shot. There are a lot of editing. There are lots of editing. It doesn't you look the way you, the final. Uh, oh, no, yeah, yeah. yeah there's like, tons of editing. So people just think things happen like that when you're flipping, flopping. I'm like, no, it's... Uh, so for me, like that's what I said. So for me, part of my thing is I, I play into that a little bit. So I, like I said, it's a, an exaggerated version of me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be posting any hashtag no makeup photos. No. Oh, God, no. But right. for my friends, they have, you know, seen me, of course, but not in my 
workplace. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So that's, that's just a, a one example of like me being a little more extra, right? I'll be a little more flirty, although I'm very flirty, (laughs) but like, um, yeah, it's, it's just Stephanie dialed to 11. Okay. Right. It's still Stephanie, but just, it's, and you do it fabulously. So, uh, what has your most positive experience been with a client or what does the best booking look like or how have clients helped you in a way, you know, feel safe in this industry, feel content with your transitioning, been advocates in what ways have clients really gotten above and beyond? Um, I guess like, so for, for any of the like things we've said that have been annoying or um, aggravating at times. Mm-hmm. There are many more amazing, positive experiences I've had. I wouldn't keep okay. doing this. Like okay. if, if everything was always terrible, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. keep doing this. True. So like the fact that I've been doing this for so long is because yeah. I'm having fun and making those connections with people. And even still like talking about us being uh, fetishized and stuff, sometimes it it can be fun to like take people's um, expectations and then mold them into something that can be like really interesting. Like, um, like, you know, there's like, Oh, we're going to do this. I'm like, yeah, we're going to do this, but we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. And just sort of like taking people's expectations and then running with them and like, kind of, you know, it's true. It's, I, I think it's just a common, a common, psychological it's a common thing to say that it only takes one insult for 10 compliments to mean nothing so that's just probably why the bad experiences stay with you because it only takes one to cancel out 15 but those 15 still happen and they were amazing sure like i've had great conversations pre mid session and post session with with my clients like really making good connections talking about stuff that had nothing to do with us having sex and just making like really good connections and you know those and I think it shows because for those clients who do end up getting more than just like sexual gratification out of it they come back true that's the one it's it's the ones who keep coming back because they like you they like who you are because you know I have some of my clients I know them for years what the longest one I think it was 2008 I think 11 years that's amazing I know and the reason they come back because they almost don't care to them in a way you feel like a very comfortable person for them I have many clients who are my friends in a way and and I feel very comfortable and they come back because the question of being trans and all sometimes we even make fun of all these things and just be it's a love affair between two individuals, regardless of their gender is, because gender is just, you know, a huge spectrum. I mean, mm-hmm. you could be anywhere and it's constantly changing. I mean, I told myself I would never do a duo with another cisgender woman, but I now I am apparently Ooh, what doing... What a great topic. Let's get into that. What's it like having duos with cisgendered escorts? Is that a thing that happens commonly? I mean, nowadays a lot. Yeah, for yeah. me, it's a lot now. I feel yeah. like for me, it's it's. I've definitely had more duos with cis women than I have with trans women. I agree. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm sure that's due in great part because I'm at Allegra and I have this collection of that's a very fantastic good point. people very good point. that I have, like that we're in constant 
communication with. Like there's a there's a yeah. group chat where we can all talk to each other and stuff. Yeah. I've been to what? events with them and like, yeah, make really good connections. Yeah. What it comes down to, you just have to forget, you know, to some degree or gender or all those things. Just the porn, forget the, the bullshit the and bullshit have fun. And the fantasy. Um, I think somebody told me, you know how some women have fantasies about their husbands? Uh-huh. Or boyfriends? Like exhibitionist fantasies? No, no, no. Just or sorry, a voyeurism. Just what kind of boyfriend you want like a list oh, or okay, a gotcha, husband check. list yeah gotcha but rather than that when you find truly somebody that you care for you love then you fantasize you create the fantasy around them yeah so it's kind of like that when they meet me and if we really get along then they create the fantasy around me and then you can actually have an amazing time because i am a trans woman and clearly you're into it and then you just uh, go have fun this just really reminds me of literally my experience with you and one client you have seen for years mm-hmm. that i randomly saw once or twice and they asked if i'd be okay with having a duo with a trans person and i thought wow i've had lots of threesomes with two men or two women but i guess i've never had a threesome with a trans person, but I don't really see what the difference is. Like, sure. It sounds great to me. I'd love to, I'm a little bit scared that I might use the wrong verbiage and insult them, but I would love, I would love to, Mm -hmm. but then they kept emailing me and saying, is this a fetish you've always had? Tell me what kind of fetish this is for you. Is there like a certain move you want to try together? And I'm like, what are you like? This isn't my fantasy. This is your fantasy, but they tried to fetishize it for me. Yeah. Is that a thing? Like, yeah, yeah, they do that. But the specific client you're talking about, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that was but a lot. He kept he, asking me. He, was had, my specific he needed some stimulation beforehand, like he constant texting but, or emailing, which I didn't like agree I'm not with. Your therapist in that way. It's not exactly. my job to get you riled up. I mean, and what happens when you do that for for the clients who are listening? When you are in the moment, you're not going to enjoy the session. Because all you're thinking about fulfilling your fantasy. Yeah. And I'm not Harry Potter. I don't have a wand. And I cannot whip up some magic. So you have to abandon. You whip up a little magic. Yeah. You well, do. You, <laughs> also, let's be honest. We both have a wand. Uh, well, I do. Love but, uh, it. <laughs> but the point is that you have to let go of everything. You have to relax and make sure that whatever you have done before or what whatever you're going to do after you have to forget that and yeah, just, just be in the moment go because, into it being yeah. like look at what's in front of me how beautiful let me touch it let's see what happens yeah. and i think we talked about it when we went for dinner um not last time but the, the time before yeah that how many people like how many men are so lonely and you know uh, nuclear families are breaking down and yeah you know, they're divorced, kids are out, and they are not looking for a proper marriage or anything. They just want to explore. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful. This is a beautiful, a beautiful safe way to safe explore. Way to do it. So with those men, I really have a really wonderful time. Um, just, just regular guys. They just want to date, and they're not looking for anything, so they want to be respectful to our time and uh, what we ask for, and... And then we just have fun. So who would you say the typical client is? For me, the how t- would you describe There are two, dif- two folds. Two. One is afternoon, the lunch hour clients. To okay. them, I am not just a takeout. Uh, usually it's people, you know, they have very limited time mm-hmm. and they are from suburbs of somewhere. And 
I understand that. Uh, it's quite quick. So there's not a lot of room to really sit down to get to know them. But I have one client or quite a few of them, but one in specific, I know him for 11 years, who only comes for one hour, even though when I told him I do not do one hour anymore. But he would only come for one hour from Niagara on the Lake, drive all the way to see me. Oh, that's nice. But he cannot uh, stick around long because uh, he has to be somewhere or something like that. So that's one group. The other group is the evening dates. They are the one a bit more romantic because since I provide GFE, I want them to experience what it really feels to be in a relationship with a trans woman. I kind of mean more like what kind of person is a client? Is it someone that is married? Is it someone that is widowed? Is it someone that is younger and doesn't know what they want? In that sense, who is a client? I mean, for mix of all, I think. Yeah, yeah. like it's a little bit of everything. But as far as like, yeah. I don't, I don't question like, <laughs> I don't ask my clients, "Are you married? Yeah. What's your personal life?" That because that's has nothing to do with what we're doing. Exactly. So for me, I see what they look like. Sometimes I'll offer up an age, or they'll offer up a little bit of information. But I mean, I've seen white people i've seen mm-hmm. asian people i've seen black people i've seen hispanic sure. people like mm-hmm. I, the whole gamut and i've seen young people to old people i mean it'll skew older but i think that's more just because young people don't have enough money right yeah that's true like, totally. I, I, I think 40 above or 35 yeah. above yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's i think that's it's, same for all of us like, i mean let's life. be honest if a bunch of 20 year olds had a couple extra hundred bucks Fuck yeah, they would hire us, but oh, they don't have I, that I money. I had a client I knew for a couple of years till he got married. And he had, yeah, we had some great time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, I, again, it all depends on the individual. It yeah. all, beca- and you, know, you know, there are a lot of bad people in the I world. Do. There are some yeah. good people in the world. If you're lucky and you meet the good ones. And it also depends on the escort, how you market yourself. If you are marketing yourself just to be objectified, and you have nothing else to offer. It's all the pictures are just sexualized. You tell people how to treat you, absolutely. Exactly. Like I was blamed when I started out that I don't have any nude picture. Now I think I have a little bit of nude pictures. Leave a little bit to the imagination though. Like, come on. I didn't want to do that because it's not me. Yeah. And I just kind of wanted to debunk that a client is a certain kind of person, just like an escort is a certain kind of person. Yeah, I wanted to say too, that's like, for sure. And as, as we were talking about, like, a base level of attractiveness for us yeah. as, as providers. But, like, the um, stereotype of the fat, ugly, slobby client is not true at all. At no. all. Not like, at all. I see people who are very attractive. Or desperate. Yeah. None of that. Or, yeah. like, it's, it's, it's humanity. Humanity think, comes exactly. in, like, a for, huge for variety. Me, for me, what it's important that you will be hygiene conscious. Like, I mean, if you did are running around around the city just take a shower i have that facility so yeah (laughs) a shower is available so is soap make sure to use (laughs) that um but yeah no like it's like the reasons for seeing someone like us are various things it's not because oh you can't get a girlfriend or you can't get a a a wife or whatever that is so it's it could just be that like you live a fucking busy life and you only have an hour at lunchtime to come see someone. Yeah. So that 
that can be any number of yeah. people. Yeah, and for trans, you know, it's it's the well for a cisgender uh, cis escorts. I mean, it's easy because you know you don't have to talk about you know what's down there or you know do you do this? Do you do? I mean, they still ask you this or that. Yeah, it's just of course, not yeah. the other bit. But for us, I think it's they all. I would say ninety percent they go through the porn. Very few would say I met somebody that I came to know that they were trans, and then that kind of triggered my uh, fascination. That's very rare, but usually it's the porn, um, and it's just a mess sometimes. Well, awesome. The next thing I wanted to talk to you about was working independently or for an agency as a trans escort. You mentioned that you like working for Allegra because they actually do assist you. But both of you mentioned a platform whose name we shall not mention. Um, but there isn't really a specific agency for trans escorts. And there is a platform, but it doesn't treat you respectfully from what I've understood. Kind of, do you think working independently as a trans person is the best way to go? Or do you think working for an agent but like you said they don't really i'm confused here what's no, the best way to be a trans escort well i i, I see what you're coming from yeah. <laughs> a bit more it's of a, a tough question. generic question yeah. um that like is a bit different answer for us yeah. like I, I think i am definitely the exception to the rule being at allegra True. like i think i i've definitely like tumbled down the hill and like totally lucked into oh, that no. Um, cause it definitely wasn't a conscious decision. Okay. Um, because like I said, I'm, I was so naive about what was going on in the city. Like I knew of good handies, but like I was too scared, too nervous to mm-hmm. like try and go work th- like that space. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, your really only option is, is independent and marketing yourself. It just sort of depends. I think what you're getting at is, where and how do you want to market yourself? If you've a never done it, how do you learn how to market yourself, though? You're going to kind of have to find a mentor um, or someone to show you. No, really. I mean, I feel like you'll get in a lot of crazy situations that you won't know how to handle. True. I true, was. And true. I still started at an agency for two months. And yeah. still, when I started independently, I was like, Ugh. well, here's true. the thing. Sex work is not easy. This this yeah. perception that oh you just can you like please tell people how it's actual work can you yeah. can yeah. we just clarify it, it's a lot of it's work. a lot of work and it's the, work. and it's a lot of risk <laughs> a lot of risk high so risk job if if you're it's the kind of thing where like you know yeah. if someone if you told someone they're like oh I want to be a bungee jump inspector or like mm-hmm. instructor mm-hmm. they go that's really dangerous yeah. yeah but I really like bungee jumping so like you know you have to accept the risks yeah. going to this and hopefully as time goes on, those risks are lessened depending upon what our government decides to do and stigmatism and all that kind of stuff. But there's still probably always going to be some inherent risk. Yeah. And the answer to your question, how tough this business is, because it's a bridge between professionalism and intimacy. You have to be intimate at the same time you have to be professional. Yeah, it absolutely, it absolutely takes a lot of skill and practice. And it's tougher because we don't really know how we're supposed to act. Like we just kind of have to learn along the way because there is no manual. Ooh, this question, I don't know how to segue into this, but this one really interests me if I'm allowed to ask again. I don't know why I keep saying that. Maybe I'm part of the problem. No. (laughs) What excites you sexually as a trans escort? 
Um, because it's not. <laughs> you can cis- barely hear that rubbing together of Sue's No, I heard. I heard it, but like, uh, for, so for cisgendered people, it's obviously seeing the opposite sex. It's a good question for me because I have no idea. I used to have an Sorry, idea. You before. don't know what turns you on. No, because I'll tell you. Before I had an idea, but because I've been doing it for such a long time and I tried so many things, I cannot quite tell you that one specific thing turns me on. Oh, no, I agreed with that. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it, uh, to me right now, I just love people. So if the person and if whether it's two of us or three of us or four of us, if we connect, there's some sort of connection. Okay. I'm, so, I'm a bit cerebral kind of person. So if there is a connection, then I can bring down the stars for them. And I would expect that they would do the same for me. What would you say? Um, for me, so I identify as uh, pansexual. So I am happy to see any human. I swear that yeah. is the same thing you guys are both saying right no, but now. It's, but, but for me, I'm like a very, I'm a very flirtatious and sexual person. Yeah. So... Um, like I will find connections with most anyone. Yeah. How I make those connections and where those connections are, it depends on the the individual person. Because I also identify as a switch, um, as far as like kink and stuff. Can you explain again, what switch means? I'm sorry. So I don't always see myself as a dom or as a sub. Oh, okay. I can switch back and forth between the two, but it's not necessarily that with one person I'll go back and forth. For me, it's whatever personalities of ours align. I'll meet someone and be like, oh, you? You, I want to bend over and spank you. It's it's very much an individual personality kind of oh. thing. Because huh. I will happily top women and sub for women and top men and sub for men. True. It has yeah. nothing to do yeah. with their gender or what's between their legs. Nothing, it's yeah. it's all... It's an energy thing. Yeah. I feel like it's an energy. Because yeah. I feel that same way. Like, I, like you just said, when you were in the bedroom, you want that masculine... I do, yes. But that's, I think, uh, I used to have that sort of thought, and I've done them all, but it's no longer a thing for me. See, Mm -hmm. I am going to play a thought experiment. Turn down. There you go. I'm looking at a bookshelf, and so I'm going to pick a name, and it says Great Gatsby. So Gatsby. So Gatsby is standing in front of both of you, and you can't see what gender they are. You can't see anything about them. If they were to turn you on, what do you think would be part of who they are? Mm. Since it's not the masculine or the feminine, it's I not the this or that. Right. What is Gatsby yeah. to you, though? That's just going to really turn your crank? They're what does it that's look simple. like? It's because... Uh, we didn't get into too many details, but you know, I have clients who decided to transition and became trans women. Stop! That's I'm so not joking. Cool. I have uh, clients who came back and cross-dressed, and I did the makeup for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, that so like a really nice time uh, I, as a I trans love- woman because we have been subjugated to so many um, prejudices and things. We learn to appreciate humanity and just being human. So we don't care Gatsby or you know whoever comes or Eckhart Tolle or Eckhart Tolle comes they in. They are just a great I, I put, I put, it would be perfectly all right because if there is a connection and if that individual wants to be so with Gatsby me, Gatsby just needs to have the connection to you. That's right for me. Okay. I can't speak mm-hmm. for anyone that's else. It. Nothing but, else. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just as, as a as a quick aside to what Sue was saying, 
again, some of my favorite clients are the ones that are happy or feel comfortable enough to express themselves yes. in front of me. Yeah. Like they could be coming in as Gatsby and when they're in the session, they're Gabriella. Like th- that's feels so fantastic for me that there's someone who feels Augusto. comfortable enough. Augusto. Yeah. Who knows? So that's yeah. That's feels comfortable yeah. enough to be that open with me. For me, what turns me on is reactions. Yeah. If what I'm doing to them is making them moan or writhe around or just, or just like if what I'm doing to them is giving some sort of reaction that feels so good for me. Like I get turned on by people's reactions. So, you know, if, if Gatsby is going to act positively to what I'm doing to them, Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I will just continue with that one. That's so true. When you see your client is having fun, then I think you start to having fun and same thing yeah. for, I mean, why any man would want a woman to orgasm? Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. why would he get a pleasure from oh, it? Oh, God, I'd love to talk about orgasms. But you're both basically saying the same thing, that sexual openness yeah. and just being a nice person connected to you is what turns you on. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's for everybody. I mean, we all yeah. want that. We don't want to. They you know, just don't quite to... know it. They think they mm-hmm. want the porn star that's going and to that, do X, Y, Z. But actually, they want Gatsby the Grey that's going to just love yeah. being with but them. uh yeah. but also please pretty please yes tell me what you want exactly don't oh, make yeah. me guess at what oh, you yeah. want <laughs> because because so i get a lot of people much. who do oh i only want to do what you want to do stephanie i'm like oh, yeah but i'm i'm here so for you much. yeah so i want to do what's going to make you have a good time yeah. i get turned on by what's happening to you so you have to let me know and then it's just like what a pair you want. Like that's both saying the same thing over and over and over again to each other and it's like are we going to get anywhere somewhere yeah. today <laughs> okay, well, on that note, on that note, I should plug it. That's why I say do the five hours dinner date. Yeah, absolutely. Because totally. then by then by the time you finish the the food, the dinner, you know each other. You're com- comfortable. You had mm-hmm. a few drinks. You're lightheaded. And then if and next time you don't have mm-hmm. the same amount of time to invest, you'll at least know who you're seeing, exactly. and it'll be a worthwhile investment. Perfect. Yeah. Because it'll actually feed your soul. Yeah. So this is a question I really wanted to ask. I don't know if I'm allowed to. But I wanted to ask if I'm just like, I'm, I'm going to charge you a quarter I'm, I'm every time you say time that. Say I'm that. looking up at the ceiling, trying to not look at both of you as I ask this. Okay, can trans escorts fake orgasms? Personally, I've had clients say they don't want to see an escort again if they don't orgasm. So, uh, yeah, I'll go on air saying I have absolutely faked orgasms. I haven't faked enjoyment. It felt good, but to the point of orgasm, no. But I knew that if I did not have an orgasm, they would not want to see me again because part of them being there is that they want to feel like they're exciting me as much as them and they're actually doing something. And if I can't give that to them, yeah. they're going to go find someone who yeah. will. Yeah. And to me, it's so much pressure it to, is, it have is too to much have pressure. an orgasm. Is this, is this a thing for either of you? Uh, for me, I think, if, well, for women, I think there are two different type of orgasm, you know, that they're clitoral and G-spot. Mm-hmm. For us, you can't fake it. Right. Right. I right. mean, it's quite well, obvious. I'm, I'm, so. I'm not stashing a syringe of uh, yogurt anywhere, so no. I can't like... Or, or stop yogurt. <laughs> be so grainy after. <laughs> nor I'm going to spit in somebody's back or something. <laughs> yeah. I have seen <laughs> people do that. Yeah. It's... it's, it's but I, uh, what I would... I don't know. This is a very tough one because uh, I know it's. But going I know to what you mean you because I think to be honest, I think true. it's not just strictly to the cisgender escorts. We face that as well. 
that you know if you can but i can get away you, with it you can get away with it we can't mm-hmm. but i i think there's also i kind stop of talking about it to my clients i do not talk about my service because it's they're paying i mean sorry they're the whole donation the comp- compensation is for yeah your time the time and the company so um you know it's it, it but they have to turn me on i like i said i'm not harry potter right i am a trans woman biologically i'm male born male but psychologically my mind works as a female but for the record, if you don't have an orgasm, it does not mean you did not enjoy yourself. That is the whole point. You did enjoy yourself. I did enjoy mm-hmm. myself. And just labeling yeah. it as you only had fun if you had an orgasm. Yeah. Like that's so unfair. I, well, you I know mean, what, what, it is, what it is? Sorry. But you know what it is that um, I read somewhere that men seize their own orgasm, right? And for some reason, they want to see that to their sexual partner as well. Be it be a man or a trans or a woman. That's why a lot of men like women who squirt. I've, I've been on the receiving end of that eloquence. <laughs> and uh, and it was not fun because I re- literally thought she peed on me. But uh, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed that. I've, I've been with uh, multiple partners. No, thank you very much. It was great. You can purchase videos of me making people squirt. So oh, like, hey, oh, shout out. Um, That's but, a confirmation I mean, of enjoyment, though. For for me, it's like yeah, you you can't force me to come. Yeah, um, can expect me to come. Yeah, and the other thing is too with a lot of trans women. I'm sorry, but the plumbing doesn't always work. Yeah, like even if I am having the most amazing time in the world, just physically, eh, not everything works like it used to. So like, you know, it's it's having that expectation is I think unreasonable. Mm-hmm. But again. Porn is the expectation. So yeah. they see all these um, people in porn um, having these big explosive orgasms and stuff. Some of them are not real, by the way. Yeah, you some of them are some fake. Some of them. Some and then some of yeah. them... Um, are done if, before the entire session. Or I've also heard from, like, directly from the horse's mouth that, yeah. like, they will go off hormones That's right. a day or two before the shoot yeah. so that their testosterone builds God, back up to the point like where they can do it so again mm-hmm. it's it's this illusion mm-hmm. and it's the fantasy and you know i understand that they want the fantasy but this is also reality so does, i try and get you how does it make you feel how does it make you feel i mean thankfully i've i've had very reasonable people and again it's the thing there's this expectation that all clients are these like horrible gremlin creatures and it's like no most of them are human beings. Exactly. And they're very understanding. If, if I go, I'm trying. And they could, I mean, with me, it's very obvious that I am trying to come. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very visual thing. You yeah. even labeled so the like, one person that was confused and upset as being courteous and getting up and being like, I'm sorry, I'm not comfortable, I'm leaving. That is a show that clients are just nice and normal yeah. people. So what I'm saying is most clients, the they see me putting in the effort. They see me trying. And a lot of the times they've offered up no, it's okay. You've tried. I understand. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh. Yeah. So I mean, like, it's it's. There might be, a hope, and yeah, everybody goes into things with hopes. But I'm just saying, don't assume anything. But it's like you know, you can't really reach orgasm if you're thinking about reaching orgasm. It's a philosophical issue. Okay. I mean, it's just you have to really let go of yourself. Yeah. Why don't I tell you something and let's see if you two agree? Like you know, yeah. I I have clients like you know they have. One hour, 
limited amount of funds that they mm-hmm. can spare. Right. And they can only do one hour. And they had all sorts of fantasies they cooked up. And finally, they saved up that funds to see that the very yeah. specific girl or whatever. And then they have burst you with all sorts of questions on email. And can you imagine that pressure that puts on that girl? And especially for a trans, when they say you have to do this and that and that and that. I mean, I don't know how to end. I used to take care of those clients before. Now I just say, sorry, I, I can't do that because it takes a long time for any human being to be comfortable enough to go to a certain point to reach orgasm. Mm-hmm. Orgasms are... It's not that simple. Yeah, orgasms are a combination of mental and physical. That's right. It, every, I mean, it's a different percentage for different people, yeah. but it's it's never 100% like mental or physical. Like So it's <clears throat> it's being comfortable enough to like get there. And everyone's a little bit different. So, you know. Would you like to say on behalf of all escorts everywhere and human beings that it's okay if you don't come, if you have a nice time? Is that officially okay? Hashtag we just... don't come. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag try to. It's okay if I don't. Okay. <laughs> what do both of you uh, kind of dislike or like most about being in this industry? Dislike. The mm-hmm. Too much of um, dehumanizing. Yeah. As, as a oh, human lots, being. lots of dehumanizing going on. Yeah. yeah, it's that's that's the only thing I can think of. The rest is mm-hmm. all fun. And you have like, to navigate what do you through. like the most about the industry? It's the fun part. The people I met, the places I've been to, the the way I have been to, whether it's flying there or by a car or train, like the luxuriousness. Get to do uh, stuff you wouldn't otherwise I be able to do that. I met physicists. I met, I mean, fabulous people that I. If I had a nine-to-five job, I probably would never come in I contact with them. I slept with Hollywood movie stars. Sorry. Um, yeah. No. And it's shocking because when I opened the door, I pretended I didn't recognize him, but I did. And it was just awful. I'm I was insanely happy for you right yeah. now. <laughs> but no, but it, was, it happened quite a few times. And um, so see, there are good things. They're all not all bad. I think that they are mostly good things. Mostly we good just things. forget because, like I because said, it bad takes one insult for ten compliments to mean nothing. That's right. Yeah. Because the negative stays longer, faster than. And what would you say, Steffi? What have you disliked and liked most about the industry? Um, so for me, what I've disliked about the industry is potentially the amount of work that you have to, as an individual, put into it. Mm. It is a lot of work to be in this industry. You are your own boss, you're your own business, your own marketing team, Mm. your own safety a lot of the time. And one of the best parts about this industry is the amount of work that you can put in because you can be your own boss, you can be your own marketing, you can do whatever you want. So it's, it's a, it's a really double edged sword, but it's, it's, part of what doing this job is yeah, but it also work. is really rewarding when rewarding. that work pays off absolutely like you know i cook for my clients That's sometimes beautiful. i know but um some appreciate it some say well oh well, i'm not hungry i'm like well sue's cuisine everyone yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so what do you like most about the industry well that's what i'm saying like it's it's a lot of work but oh, all that work off. pays off, off well. because mm-hmm. i get to it's you know i've worked a lot of shitty retail jobs where like you don't see any payoff because it's not even for you well no and like i'm told exactly what to do how to do it 
And if I do anything, putting my own personality on anything, I'm told that's wrong. So like the freedom to be whoever is fantastic, but it's a lot of work to be whoever yeah, you want to yeah. be. But exactly. honestly, if you didn't put the work in, it wouldn't be rewarding and it wouldn't matter as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you think is the most important reason we need to remove the stigma associated with sex work and escorting? Well, to first get the knowledge that this is the fifth oldest profession in the world. I mean, you know, we are human being and there are always going to be sexualization. It might, like, just think of how many products we sell on an everyday basis based on underlying sexual uh, things. Yeah, but when like it People com- are selling sex in every way except okay, tell directly. Me, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I would tell you, I thought about it a long time ago. Like, what's the difference? There is always an underlying sexual thing. So just... But why do you think removing the stigma is important? Because these are human beings. You know, they're just trying to live their life. And also, I feel like everyone's part of it in yeah. some way. Yeah. And so you're just stigmatizing those that are Does not courageous help enough yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And how about you? What do you think? I, I think it's like a, a big thing is just um, safety. Like totally. if everything oh, is yeah, safety, yeah. if everything is pushed into the shadows, mm-hmm. shit happens in the shadows, yeah. and it's allowed to because it's a black market. Then yeah, so I mean, like you know, uh, to to quote George Carlin, "Fucking is legal, selling is legal, but selling fucking is illegal." Oh, I love that quote. <laughs> so like, I do love that quote. <laughs> like, too. so it it just it makes no sense, and and the stigmatism. Is, is from the same place that like prohibition of booze came from. It's That's this right. idea yeah. of that it's immoral to do these things, yeah. but it's not immoral to be human. Like literally to make more humans, you have to have sex. Yeah. So like everybody has sex or at least somebody came from having sex. Yeah. So like the idea that like sex is somehow immoral or gross or all these other things it just makes no sense and like you know it's grow up people having to lie about who you are is horrible especially when you're not ashamed like i'm not ashamed of who i am and having to lie on other people's behalf because of their shame like it's exhausting if they ask you what you do or what you are like you know when people ask me what i am i tell them i'm a trans woman do i tell them what i do for a living no yeah you got it covered though because then they have a thousand questions and exactly (laughs) and because it's also about security like you know uh, earlier um, Steffi was saying that you don't want to put yourself in a position that you could be in a position of getting hurt. Yeah. So, um, so you got to be careful. Yeah. And I, I think it's society takes a while to change. I think it's unreasonable yeah. for people to change overnight. Overnight. Yeah. So it's it's it takes it's, time. You you need to sort of chip away at this. Yeah. And I think that is happening. It I, is. I think it's slowly happening. Yeah. Um, but I I think we're a little too early to expect, you know, day and night from how it was to how it could be. Yeah. So my friend like, recently told me that it's my own fault. I feel stigmatized and I'm I, sorry. Are you responsible what? for the entire of Western right. civilization? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. So half of me is like, fuck off. Yeah. And the other half of me is like, keep talking. And he's like, well, if you let other people let you feel stigmatized, that is on you. And I'm like, 
It's true that if someone's like, you're a sex worker, and I'm like, yeah, I am. So what? I love it. It takes all of it away. So in a way, it's not my fault the institutional stigmatization is there. And at the same time, if I don't want to own it, I'm not helping making it better. So I'm very torn personally on what I'm supposed to do about this. Well, that's sort yeah. of what I mean by chi- that's, yeah. chipping away at it. Chipping, it's, yeah. there's, there's a difference between outing yourself and talking about sex work as I a know, normalized thing. But if we all thing, know a friend yeah. of a friend and it's not actually you, it doesn't really sound real, does it? Yeah. It can. Uh, if no, you have very real stories, my people My mom's friend's cousin you. once yeah. said, it's like... But I have seen, you know, I, a lot of people say people get beat up. You know, they yeah, beat yeah. you or something like that, especially with trends. I never had any situations like that because I always showed my human side way before my trans side way before my this side or that side or nationality or race or this and all that crap because these are all categories if you show humans your human side believe me they will respond let's in a positive way let's all hope let's all hope and learn from this yeah and so i don't know that's all i have to say well do you do you have a retirement date in mind yeah when i uh, flip it over yeah Oh, I see. Okay, that's your retirement date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a retirement date in mind? Sorry, um, that, that was very crude of me to say that. No, not at all. It means sex reassignment surgery. You get to identify yeah. how you'd like. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think I'm basically going to keep doing this until I don't like it anymore. Exactly, I yeah. I think that's the main... When the fun is gone. The yeah. main answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some people say I mean, only for a year or two, but I feel like after that year, they're like, meh. It's still pretty fun. But not every (laughs) trans woman go through this. Some actually um, have the goal to be post-op, but some remain pre-op. But there are two different kind of sex reassignment surgeries, though. There's one is the breast augmentations. The other one is the vaginoplasty. Mm -hmm. Um, Back in the days, you have to have either of them to be recognized as a female in a legal manner. Like okay. passport or IDs or something, but now I think the rule has changed, and you can actually have a X if you want. Yeah, you or can, you can be gender neutral. Gender on the neutral, now. or if you want the female, then you have to have one of uh, one of the two. The, one of the two. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing, because you were saying, like, how how do you chip away? I think we're doing that right now. Yeah. Like talking by about by it, talking like, about hopefully. it, hopefully. and yeah. even though, because the thing is, I am not going up to someone at a bar and telling them all this. Yeah. They are choosing to go out listen to this that's right and maybe they'll tell someone else about listening to this oh yeah. that'd be beautiful and do you realize it's, i know uh, you sent me a couple of links and yeah. i hear some of the podcast mm-hmm. i feel like the, our conversation right now is much more from the heart it's candid it's and more candid and that's exactly what we need from the subject matter that we're talking about absolutely i mean what do you think the biggest misconception is that people have about sex workers or escorts What's the biggest misconception? The misconception comes from, well, sorry, I know I'm a history buff. The two thousand years old restrictions on human sexuality. Okay, so when sex is a taboo and it goes like Steffi said earlier in the black market, mm-hmm. and then anything goes. So the moment you say you're a sex worker, it gives a straight man at a bar, like you were just mentioning, the audacity to ask you uncomfortable question um but he's not supposed to do that i mean so what's the misconception is that we are open to talking dirty to anyone that we are trash we're less than um a responsible 
citizen yeah okay within the country yeah do you know what i mean and it's we are not sub, fair subhuman subhuman well I, well in my opinion that would be the the wall street bet anywhere who's listening <laughs> i i think it's i think it's stuff we've already gone over yeah i think it's this idea that your in-person interaction will be as good and as amazing as an edited together porno mm-hmm. and that the people who see escorts are all ugly gremlins. Like the, both of those things are first thing that come to a lot of people's minds, mm-hmm. but are both two of the most wrong Wildly things inaccurate. Yeah. Um, about it. Yeah. So like, I think we've gone over those, but like, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think those are the two big it's ones. It's just important to reiterate this stuff so that people hear it time and time and time yeah. again. They're it's, like, it's oh, bec- yeah, it's why because do I think that? I heard it eight times. Uh, sort of religious understanding of what sex really is. So I had certain things that I wouldn't not do this or not do that. And as I explored and I realized all this prejudice were my own doing, that it was not really a thing. Mm-hmm. And as I went into it, they all stripped away. I, yeah. I came from a very like open, like non-religious, we never went to church uh, background. Oh. And maybe that's why I'm a little <laughs> more out there. But like, you know, it's, it's this idea that um, the media plays a huge role, huge role. Yeah. in how people perceive things. So I think Netflix is doing a great job with all these shows they're putting out. Yes and no. But like, even, even it's, not everything needs to be always rainbows and everything is perfect. Yeah. Like having something like orange is the new black. Yeah. That's, right. That's where, the, where there's, where there's a trans woman, she's yeah. in jail because yeah. she did a crime. So it's like, Oh, this person isn't this like virtuous, perfect being. It's like, no, they're just a human like everybody else. Yeah. So it's, it's the humanness. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's showing that trans people are people. Yeah. And and just exactly. like showing that they exist, yeah. and they're just another aspect of human beings. Trans people are people. There are two in front of me, and they look mm. beautiful. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I don't need anybody to tell me that I'm a human being. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I know, but I it's it's yeah. it's just letting it's just getting that idea out there in in media to have a broader perspective that of, I think of, people don't usually have broader perspective mm-hmm. because they just look into their little cocoons Mm -hmm. they have to expand and i'm sure people don't read if they do do read and are interested in other subject matter then they would know it's uh, if you if you only show people as one kind of thing exactly people assume that's what they are yeah so and that's i think earlier you asked me the question that Mm -hmm. one things that uh resonate being in this industry is that the deeper i go into it and meet people all these classifications and categories just kind of becomes nonsensical. Yeah. I see a macho masculine man, you know, begging for like a sissy. So, I mean, I'm like, you're allowed to be anything you want exactly. every single day, so, and yeah. that's fine as long as you're not hurting anybody else. Right? Sure. Exactly. That's one well, caveat. the three R's: <laughs> respect, responsible. <laughs> I'm gonna make you a poster <laughs> with this on there. <laughs> Okay, we're going to get into the fun stuff. I love asking people just what their favorite book is or current favorite book because I like to show that we actually are like intellectuals that read. Would you like to start, Steffi? What's your current favorite book or all-time favorite book? Um, I think for me, oh, geez. I get into really like trends. So like, oh, 
trends or like, trends? Trends. Oh, trends. Okay. Trends. Um, where like I'll read like a whole, <laughs> I'll start a series and read 20 books in that series in a row. Oh. Or, you know, I'll, I'll find an author that I'll like and I'll just read like mm. a crap ton of, like one of yeah. my shelves at home is uh, Michael Crichton. Who, oh, yeah. who wrote Jurassic Park. I always mispronounce his last name and I hate myself for it. But I, I've, I've read everything that he's published. Yeah. That's a lot of books. It was. I didn't read them all at once, but like it, it's, I don't know. I've always really been a big... Binger? Uh, binger and a big like genre person. Okay. Sci-fi fantasy is a huge love for me. What would you say? Um, I'm more on to nonfiction. So I see already you have a cartole. That yeah. makes me happy. I read yes. that book a long time ago, yeah. New Earth, <laughs> and The Power of Now, Stephen Speaks. I think yes, you should get so those too. two. But I like, um, right now I'm reading uh, Michio Kaku, The Future of the Mind. Uh, he's a physicist. I'm more into now, and in, I'm going through a phase where physics and philosophy and quantum mechanics. and mm-hmm. Sounds beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Ooh, I think I have a podcast. I think I downloaded it on your phone. I, yeah, I think you did with the... Oh, um, yeah, so good. Um, so Roger Penrose, yeah, that was a good one. But anyway, so I like nonfiction because I think, you know, I don't have to go back to university. I mean, I did my bachelor and all that stuff, but there's so much stuff beside porn on internet. Okay. So there's a lot of cats too. (laughs) And dogs. Dog videos are my favorite. So, um, (laughs) please, when you're done, you know, jerking off, Mm. you know, wash your hands, have a glass of wine or whatever, and just go watch something meaningful, which ultimately lead you to treat people nicely as who are escorts. After you're done watching porn, yeah. watch a documentary on porn and you may never watch porn, porn again. again. Oh my God, yeah. That is the ultimate Friday night right there. I would now, like to clarify. I have a question for you. Do you think, I've thought about it for a long time, for as SBs or sex workers SB? or, or oh, service yeah. providers, okay, service yeah. providers yeah. Um, or escorts, do you think p- porn is not something we would promote clients to watch personally i think if it helps you it's fine but i do think that it makes you appreciate people in front of you less because you're expecting a fantasy and not appreciating their body yeah but it is fun to watch sometimes yeah i I mean okay so everything in moderation yeah like yeah like (laughs) best that's true and and the other thing is too there's there's mainstream porn and then there's a lot of fringe porn like where the like fringe is really fr- taking wait what's the fringe though? porn like so there's people porn? no 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 no, no. i'm i'm talking about um like feminist porn like female directors making porn that looks more like actual sex so besides nice. just the you know um blowjob intercourse come on face like very standard you know, yeah. porn there's there's a lot of people out there especially now like myself who who you can make your own porn and there's so much more variety out there that it yeah, doesn't sure have so. to be this like you know only couple of studios making things i'd advocate yeah. watching porn if it was directly from someone like you and just on their page that sounds beautiful yeah then you can see how intimate and real it is the and there's a no production yeah. company not that that's bad but it's just yeah it's it's much nicer it's so i don't think i don't think i porn actually is like i think it's porns. how porn is presented exactly. is yeah. yeah yeah totally the amateur porns are quite nice if it's done 
correctly. I mean, and yeah, consensually. Yeah. A lot of it looks non-consensual, yeah. and I don't know why people want to watch that. I mean, weird. a lot of that is also fake non-consensual. It, right, because, but because still, like, yeah. why do you want to see non-consent? In the because first non-consent place? has like a huge oh, fetish for a lot of people, and it's fine really if it's it. consensual non-consent. Yeah, but I have to say from. The people who love porn from for, from just at least for once for, from their defense that because you know because we are trans and there's a part of us uh, um, there's a masculine side when you're aroused from that direction you don't care about anything else because <laughs> you have you literally have two brains you yeah. have one is brain and the other is two balls i've often said the testosterone testicles. is a hell of a drug a hell of a drug and you That's the amazing. whole world can go on fire and you just need to get <laughs> off okay <laughs> truth this helps a lot for me thank you but so from their perspective but i would not encourage any man to indulge that Overly. for a long time don't, yeah don't overindulge because if your brain wants get wired then you're doomed <clears throat> totally mm-hmm. get some variety in there yeah but you get are sa- you there. are yeah. savable yeah. we can save you yeah so ooh, i love this question i love to just reinforce the positivity of the industry who would you say you have the biggest companion crush on at the moment uh well hello sitting right in front no, of me no 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 no, no. no. Well, it wasn't a plug <laughs> no it's not a plug but it's true because i stop? because you have a human side to you the fact that you're Everyone doing does. this and seriously honey i'm not joking i i'll always had a crush plus i can't be i mean it's true <laughs> you can i cannot talk the details but when we only had one duo together we did mm-hmm. yeah Okay, she just went for it, okay? (laughs) (laughs) But I had a wonderful time, and since we met, what, three times now, and Mm -hmm. it's been wonderful, and I can't wait to see you more of you. But I also have other SPs that I work with, but again, I'm a cerebral individual, so I go for the connection. I appreciate that, and I also agree. I need a reason to have sex. Totally. I do need a space to have sex. Of course you do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who's your biggest companion crush at the moment? At the moment? (laughs) I, I feel like for me... You're allowed to have seven. There is no limit. Okay. So, because f- one of my favorite things about getting into this industry was making connections with people. I have made so many fantastic friends and lovers um, who are pr- other providers. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, most of them I try to coerce into doing duos with me. <laughs> uh, and by coerce, I mean ask politely and they say yes. Um, because we have a lot of fun. Like the people I end up doing duos with are people that I would have sex with anyway because I really like that energy and chemistry that we have together. Yeah. I also have the added benefit of asking them to store and burn with See, me. So when she's saying that, she's looking at me continuously. <laughs> I don't know why, but... <laughs> she wants you to relate to... Uh... I mean, we haven't done a duo yet. Well, yeah. Yet. Well, um, I feel this. I feel this. It's going to happen. Yeah. I, I have a feeling. I am, I am someone who is happy to go to orgies, to an events, to parties. Um, I have a lot of, I have an easy time making connections with people, but it's the people who stick around after that I make deeper connections with oh, that yeah. I like, yeah. that like the sex becomes on this other level. It humanizes yeah. them and it's that's so. sexy. Yeah. To the point you forget the gender and all that crap. Oh, I yeah. Mean, just yeah, yeah. Be like, you. Yeah. So, I mean, like, if, if you want to know who my, like, biggest crushes are, 
follow my Twitter, I'll do a, a Woman Crush Wednesday or see who my duos are or Ooh, see who I... that sounds like a great idea. Or see who I do my porn with. Because the thing is, especially with the, the independent porn, no one no one paid me to be with these people. Of course. I, I, yeah. I chose and asked yeah. them to That is to the greatest vote I've me, ever so. heard. Exactly. So if we were in the strict industry or sorry, agency, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. I mean, we can't do yeah. this. I, or we would need permission to do it. Heyo to the independent. Yeah. And again, that's one of the other things I've liked mm-hmm. about Allegra is it's, you're still half indie. You can go do whatever you want as long as, you know, you're being safe and stuff. Right? I do that's love right. that yeah. setup. So that is wonderful. empowered. You know, I know, I know of other girls who like will do duos like on the sly, like they have to hide it from the agency. That's just, just not Honestly, the case. Honestly, anyone so, no. working for an agency is on the slide no. doing booking. So like, and, you might as well yeah. let people do it and then but have a little control. You should hook me up with Allegra, probably. On, for a limited time only. Yes. I would talk to Nikki, but I have a huge yeah. respect Stay for that woman, for by that the way. possibly Nikki happening Thomas. in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, She's wonderful. I know Allegra will throw... Like, and you, you were briefly at one of the last socials. Yeah, until I had the third glass of mine. Right. So we'll get you a little... A few glasses of wine less so you can stick around. Um, but yeah. I love the, uh, you know, their approach. How they, like, it's a very unique kind of agency. And I have huge respect for the owner or, and the seers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she's Says one of the smartest all. women I've ever met. Um, but well, yeah, but there's a Halloween one I know coming up. Okay. Which is always fun. Okay. I feel like we've covered a thousand and five topics here and we could have gone into more detail with literally each and every one of them. But just as a trans escort 101, I think we've done a phenomenal job. Um, Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you want to say to all the other escorts out there? Um, Just be yourself and be safe. Be yourself and be safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, if you need a hand, we're out there. When I started in this industry, I I posted on Twitter and stuff. I mean, I'm when I started, I was I was looking for people to make connections with, not just clients, because yeah. I think we're stronger together, and I think that also helps fight that stigmatism. If you have someone you can relate to, someone you can talk to, someone you can be open with, because you can't be open with everyone. So making but, friends in the industry is really important. So go into the internet and you know just help is there if you're looking for just it. reach out and the hopefully someone will reach out back. Yeah. Well, one. thank you, ladies, so much. Thank you so I'm much for having us. Thank you for having us. I think a big thank you to our host. No, big stop. thank you to our host. I messed up Yay. so bad. <laughs> no, no, you did wonderful. I we had a, we I had a wonderful know. time. I'm glad. Yeah, I yeah, don't know what I'm doing, and but I'm no, just so sick. Can we just just say that like, yeah, you know, she's wonderful? Oh yes, because for sure. The fact that you're even doing this because nobody cares. I care I mean, a care lot. about. I mean, yeah. not just the trends, but just the industry. Uh, the way we just talked so it's candidly, and please give you all the juice and yeah. things. And this is exactly what people out there needs to listen from our own candid. Heart to heart yeah, uh, and I'm not changing it. It's not fake news. You no. get to say it with all your missteps, your misspellings, exactly. me saying the wrong yeah. words, being embarrassed. Yeah. That's like, what I want to hear. Yeah, I can barely speak a language, but who cares? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and please, if 
if uh, if you want to have us back, let us know. Oh, I would yeah. love to. I would love for anyone that liked this episode to please contact me and tell me what specifically you'd like to dive deeper into because they are both willing and ready. And even if there's a third party that wants to join in, I would love to discuss more. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's have a good day. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. I've attached Steffi and Sue's website and Twitter handles in the show notes in case you'd like to check them out or get in touch with them. So, so far on this podcast, I've had several female guests from similar socioeconomic standings on the show. And this is the first show that I've included guests that deviate from the norm. Uh, Negative attention regarding escorting is inevitable. And I think it means a lot to praise the people that come on the show for sharing their personal stories with the world. If you liked today's episode, I think it would be really nice if you took a minute out to email the guests and offer them a compliment or some love for all the work they put into sharing themselves with us. I've had numerous emails asking if I will have more diverse escorts on the show, and those episodes are definitely in the works. Every group of escorts and every kind of client will make an appearance on the show. It, it just takes time. Um, I'm a one-woman show who has decided to create this in my spare time and on my own time with no ulterior motives or financial incentives. So please just be patient with me. I can't wait to paint the full picture of what it means to escort or be involved in this industry for all of you in audio format. <laughs> Tune in next week when I discuss clients with Toronto's own escorting supermodel, Miss Nadine DeVale. As always, happy Monday. Until next week, stay curious.